Welcome to Mission Minded, the podcast where we explore outside-the-box thinking in carrying out Christ's Great Commission. On this episode of the Mission Minded Podcast, we are honored to have Dr. Bill Griffin. Dr. Griffin serves as the Vice President for Dental Ministries with the Christian Medical and Dental Association, also known as CMDA. He averages four international dental mission trips each year, and he is passionate about opportunities to communicate the love of Christ to others, both domestically and internationally. Dr. Griffin graduated from dental school in 1983 and practiced in Virginia for over 35 years. Along the way, God revealed the opportunities to use his skill to serve and invest in others. You will be encouraged as you listen to his story of God leading him to go on that first medical mission trip to working with CMDA on a full-time basis today. Now here's your host, Jim and John. So Bill Griffin, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. So you are the Vice President of Dental Ministries at CMDA. What, what is CMDA for those who might not be familiar? CMDA is the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. It's a group of roughly 20,000 or so doctors. And there are a lot of different ministries involved. I think about over 40 altogether. And ultimately, we seek to be transformed doctors, transforming the world through healthcare. And that's a quick summary. Got a lot of different um, ministries under their umbrella. I find it interesting you're headed to a dermatology uh, gathering for CMDA up in Boston after you leave here, right? right? So we've got a lot of different subspecialties, a lot of niche, um, bringing together Christian healthcare workers of various, you know, disciplines within healthcare. So, yes, and these these are all uh, probably people that will work full time in a different, you know. Uh, place not not at CMDA. So th- these are maybe like an organization that people join in and correct. Uh, we don't necessarily oversee specific uh, health care for patients. We seek to equip those who provide that health care. Although we're Got getting it. more and more involved domestically, even as I speak. Okay. We had a student chapter of CMDA when I was a dental student at Southern Illinois University, and so I've been involved with CMDA myself for a long time, really appreciated CMDA and, you know, especially on the student side, what they do, a lot of ministry chapters on dental and medical school campuses all over the country. Yes, I was at SIU not too long ago, and they are carrying on in your absence. (laughs) (laughs) They ever have you back as a guest speaker? Uh, I haven't been back as a guest speaker, not at the school, but open to it. So, sure. (laughs) You never know. All right. All right. So, well, Bill, tell us uh, tell us how you came to faith, and and I'm sure that's going to lead into how you end up you're doing what you're doing today. But yes. uh, yeah, well, I was fortunate to grow up in a home where we were regular at church and learned facts about Christianity. But for me, that faith didn't really become personal until I was in dental school, and uh, I had some challenging events that occurred. Uh, most of which were self-imposed difficulties. And at that time, as the Lord used circumstances to bring about a certain humbling, I also came in touch with a group of people at the Virginia Commonwealth University School of Dentistry, dental students, medical students, uh, others, who had a certain vibrance, a certain excitement, a certain joy in their faith that I knew I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And over a period of time, uh, 
God opened my eyes to the source of that joy, and that's when I came to Christ. And one thing that's interesting to me is as I was graduating, I remember thinking, now that I've been entrusted with this amazing gospel, how can I spend my time working on teeth? There was this false dichotomy in my brain between mm-hmm. physical health and spiritual health. I can either mm-hmm. do dentistry or I can serve God. And, and I know all of our listeners will realize that is indeed a false dichotomy. And, and over time, God began to show me that not only do the two, both physical health and spiritual health fit together beautifully, but one is a beautiful platform for the other. And we saw Jesus do a lot of that. He dealt with people's physical needs and that opened them up to see their greater spiritual needs as well. So in that journey, um, obviously you became a dentist, started a practice, and along the way you started going on short-term trips. How did you get involved in that? It took a while. it was on my bucket list at some point, and I was probably around 40 or so before my wife Linda reminded me of that fact and thought, well, I guess we ought to do a trip. <clears throat> and that first trip was to Belize, and it was a bit embarrassing, but I'll share that in case anybody can benefit from my uh, folly. I've always had a strong desire to communicate the gospel. And as we got ready for this trip to Belize, I just had this vision of me pulling out that painful tooth and the patient jumping up and saying, wow, that was great. What must I do to be saved? I thought, yeah, people are gonna come to Christ in Belize because of me. And as it turned out, the community that my wife and I served in was heavily Christianized already. We were serving almost all Christians. And one patient after another, I thought, darn it, they're already Christians. And that could have been my last trip. But then I got home and started reading this 2,000-year-old book that includes things like show love to all men, especially those of the household of faith. And as often as you do this, to these the least of my brethren, this you do unto me. So I came to the amazing conclusion that it was okay to minister to Christians too. And, And that's when... Uh, the light kind of came on that that mission trips, even though it's a great evangelistic opportunity, we are serving whoever sits in our chair, whether they belong to Christ or not. We're seeking to encourage them and point them to Christ, and and God does as He sees fit through our efforts. Yeah. Well, tell us, um, CMDA, you know, has their short-term uh, arm called GHO, and I will say, am I? Uh, I went on my first healthcare trip was with GHO back in 2003. And Ron Brown, if he's listening, he was our uh, team leader. Um, so and went to uh, El Salvador, and I worked with eyeglasses at that when I was a junior. I think it was a junior in college. But um, tell us more about it, you know GHO and your you know your role there with with the CMDA and and what that looks like. Yes, happy to. Uh, GHO is headed up by Dr. Trish Burgess, and she's worked closely with Ron Brown over the years as well. And uh, before COVID, they were putting on about 50 trips a year. Uh, And in my mind, it's a tremendous organization for a turnkey trip. If you want things arranged and set up as predictably as a mission trip can be, which certainly leaves some gaps in in our ability to control things, then GHO is a tremendous organization for trips. And I've done some trips with them and they've been great experiences. And 
One thing I'll say also is that I believe that iTech has had a positive influence on GHO trips. A few years ago, uh, Jamie Saint came to speak at CMBA headquarters at a missions conference, GHO missions conference, and he spoke about the importance of doing training during trips. And we do now incorporate quite a bit of training of the locals in addition to to uh, treating those patients that we see in various countries. So thank you, iTech. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for mentioning that. You know, what is what is your experience in training, you know, the indigenous people? So when you when you mention training, you're talking about local people to that context. And, and what's your experience in that? Well, to back up just a step, I've had the privilege of doing roughly 60 or so uh, short-term mission trips. And even before I came to know about iTech and Empower, uh, I was involved in training trips, but this was training U.S. dental students and Canadian dental students, uh, primarily in Jamaica. It's a ministry called the Christian Dental Society. And a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Dr. Jim Carney and I. Who lives uh, in Florida, but hasn't made it up here yet to endure knowledge. Yes, I hope he gets here at some point. And so Jim really created this ministry in Jamaica that he and I and many others worked through. And we got to the point where we were, we and others that worked with us were taking 15 or more uh, schools uh, to Jamaica, over 300 students a year prior to COVID. And it was training, but it was training students who had at least a couple of years under their belt. They knew the basic anatomy, they knew the tooth numbers, they knew how many roots those teeth had. And so we had a bit of a head start. And my first training trip was to Nigeria back in, I believe it was 2009. And we had four doctors and 16 students. And I remember at the end of that week thinking, by the way, for those listeners who don't realize it, this training occurs in about a week. Mm-hmm. We're trying to teach uh, Christians in remote third world areas to do in a week what we took four years to learn. And I went home from Nigeria thinking, no way, this is not possible. All we've done is given them an inf- enough information to cause problems. You know, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. And I pretty much thought never again. And then a few years later, I was in Louisville, Kentucky at a missions conference, the GMHC conference in Louisville. And one of the speakers was a guy named Caleb, who I know you know, John, and actually you both know him. And uh, he spoke about how he had received the training and he had gone on to do well and train others. And it struck me, this stuff really works. And it just blew my mind and and yet it shouldn't have because we know that God's grace is sufficient and not every student that we train in on these iTech and Empower trips shows enough of a ability or capacity to be able to continue on but those that are certified uh, they they go on they get better as they remove teeth and they're doing it for the sake of Christ so I, I became fully convinced not just through what Caleb said, but through other trips, that God really does bless this and that he uh, utilizes it to, to spread the word. One little just mini chapter is uh, a few years later, I went to Myanmar on a trip and that's where I finally got to meet Caleb. I had to go all the way to Myanmar to meet a guy from India that, that convinced me of the veracity of these trips. 
Well, and it's interesting, you know, that that's kind of, the, I think that was the second dental training that iTech ever did was in India with Caleb. And that's mm-hmm. one of the stories we often tell about opening doors for the gospel of a place that was very hostile and resistant to Christianity. It killed a pastor a few months earlier, yet the reception was, was totally different. And so I, I do think, you know, it's, it's one of the things you say, Bill, of, I was in, I was in West Virginia, uh, 2019 or I'm sorry, 20, uh, 2021 last year and speaking, I met two recent dental school graduates who had only pulled 10 teeth in four years of dental school. And I, it, it realized, you know, we're, um, you know, we're, we're, we're narrowing the focus of what we're teaching. You know, we, our goal is on a training trip, the students pull 25, 30 teeth in a week. We're not giving them all the fluff of the, uh, you know, the, the higher learning of the, you know, but we're you know, more of a trade school approach of this is what you need to know and uh, focusing on that. And so, I, you know, I had the, you know, I, I was doubtful as well. You know, 2011, my first training trip was with Empower and I went to Uganda and I think the, the valuable thing for me was there were two students who had been trained the year before who came back. And I think that's what, if I had just been there for the training itself, I might not have believed in it. But when I saw two of the students who had returned and had, I think had taken out several hundred teeth mm-hmm. in a year. And that's when I started to believe that this was possible. And so uh, I think, yeah, just getting to see, um, you know, taking a step back and getting to see fruit from, you know, people really just embracing the train and taking off with it. And, and, and not everybody does, but, you know. It's an amazing <clears throat> week the way it works out. You know, Monday in the classroom and trying to teach them whatever you can, and it's all theoretical because they've never done it. And then Monday evening, they're giving injections on each other. And sometimes you lose a few students at that mm-hmm. point because every person receiving an injection realizes that the person giving it has never done this before. It is more blessed to give than receive. Yes, that's a good verse around that time. And then they start in the clinic Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon perhaps. And around Wednesday, sometimes I think none of them are getting it. But by Friday, by God's grace, you've got people who demonstrate the kind of skill that, that God can use for his glory. And how does this, I mean, this is obviously meeting a felt need. How does this open doors for the gospel in your experience? Well, this is the really beautiful part of it. And that the fact that physical health and spiritual health are so closely related in, in, in so many ways. And, and when you can care for someone with skill and compassion, whether it's a toothache or whether it's uh, some other sort of a medical problem, whatever it might be, you've relieved their acute pain, you've earned a certain level of respect, and often they'll wonder the reason for the hope that's in you. And so that can be such a beautiful platform to communicate why we do what we do and how there is even greater blessing in in the spiritual realm than what you can do for them physically. Because when we remove a painful tooth and alleviate pain, it's often a temporary fix. There's probably a tooth around the corner waiting to go bad, causing more pain. And and yet, uh, when a person sees God's grace in Jesus Christ through that, that has eternal implications. And it's it's a, a beautiful opportunity. Well, and there's a lot of, you know, parallels between sin and decay. You know, we use that in the training. You know, James 1, evil desire gives birth to sin. Sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. You look at 
decay going from the enamel to the dent and to the pulp and then he's going to you know necrosis you know death that's what necrosis you know and so there's a very real analogy you know in the mouth of what's happening spiritually inside of us we're we're dead in sin and so um tell us um you know you've, you've talked about the parallels between healthcare and you've you've been working with cmda on the the recent iteration of faith prescriptions could you i mean there, there's been other previous renditions of that but could you tell us about that and and that's been a fairly major project of of your time at cmda from i mean been spent quite a bit of time on that from my understanding so mm-hmm. if you could just share our listeners about that. Yes, it has been a a big part of my involvement with CMDA. As you mentioned, John, there were two prior programs that CMDA developed to uh, encourage and equip Christian healthcare professionals to communicate spiritually with their patients and colleagues. The first was called the Saline Solution, and the second was called Grace Prescriptions. Saline Solution, they gave their first Uh, seminar in Asheville, North Carolina in 1995. My wife and I made the seven hour drive to be there. And it just so enthused me that there were others besides me trying to make that physical, spiritual connection. Other healthcare professionals uh, that uh, were at that conference, the leader was Dr. Walt Laramore along with uh, Bill Peel, a pastor. And they put together pieces that I had been striving to stitch together. And they really lit my fire to see that, yes, physical health is extremely important, but God has an even greater purpose for those of us in healthcare. And so it was about uh, two years ago, a little over two years ago, that Dr. Mike Chupp, CMDA CEO, asked me to head up version 3.0, which is called Faith Prescriptions. And many of the principles are the same. Uh, We try to build on the solid foundation of the prior programs. But there are a couple of key differences. First of all, we have about 25 15-minute videos led by 20 different doctors throughout the country. So there's a lot more variety, a lot more diversity among those that present. And also, with each video being only 15 minutes long, we place a greater emphasis on the discussion that can occur among those that watch afterwards. You can't say everything that can be said about a topic in 15 minutes. So it's when people watch the videos together, talk about uh, implications of it and how they've seen these principles work out. And uh, that's the real beauty of the program that Christian health professionals are meeting together to encourage each other and inspire each other to lay it on the line, not just regarding physical health, but addressing spiritual issues as well. One other difference between faith prescriptions and the prior programs is that we address a broader array of topics in faith prescriptions. The first 10 videos address a lot of the same issues that we saw in the prior programs. And then we go on to address things like end of life care, treatment of patients with addiction, missionary evangelism, uh, a number of other topics like that, uh, treatment of patients with depression, these areas uh, that have specific applications of the gospel. And, And even though not many of the 20 doctors that lead these episodes know each other, they all know Christ and they want to make him known. And it's just beautiful to see the unity and the harmony uh, among these different healthcare professionals uh, that I, I think can have a profound effect 
on the healthcare profession uh, in the years to come. It's, it's obvious that you're passionate about this and it's exciting just to, to listen to somebody that's passionate about their work. And I know we, we kind of jumped in your story and history of coming to Christ in college and, and I know there's a lot that plays into you know this journey through being a dentist in a local practice, but your, your recent uh, journey towards CMDA there's probably a lot that happened in that transition. Would you mind sharing a little bit about how that took place and maybe those that are in that season of life where maybe retirement is around the corner and just trying to figure out, all right, God, what's that next chapter look like? Spiritual interventions have always been a part of my practice of dentistry. I've always looked for opportunities to communicate spiritually to patients, yet with gentleness, sensitivity, and respect, not trying to bowl people over. And the longer I practiced, the more important that spiritual component became to me. And uh, I had opportunities to become more involved in CMDA, but I was very connected to my local practice. It was a fairly large practice. There were three doctors. I was the sole owner of the practice. And uh, in order for me to be able to leave that practice, I needed to find a dentist who did what I was doing, who placed implants, who did sedation, and wasn't yet connected to a practice. And John, you know that that's a rare individual because if you place (laughs) implants and do sedation, you're connected. And then all of a sudden, this new family came to our relatively small church in Hampton, Virginia. The husband was in the Air Force. Uh, He was uh, moved to Langley Air Force Base down the street from us. And he placed implants, he did sedation, and he wasn't connected. And so we got to know each other. He began to work with me part-time. And eventually, he and one other dentist purchased my practice, which opened the door for me to go full-time with CMDA. And prior to that, I had always kind of figured I'd practice as long as I was physically able. But then God created a desire there and a means to get there. And the Red Sea opens, you walk through. And, And so I really felt like it was God's hand for the next chapter in life. And uh, I really encourage people in medicine and dentistry to always contemplate what the, God, what, what the Lord has in mind for them. Uh, and this chapter of my life is the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts, John, as we start to wrap up? Yeah. Well, um, Bill, we just appreciate your um, involvement with iTech coming on trips with us. Um, I think we were Brian and I. We were all together in Kenya. That's right. Uh, was it 2017, 2018, 2017? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, just appreciate your, um, you know, your support of what we're doing, and and we certainly believe in you know the work of CMDA, and I've been a recipient of that myself. So um, been a CMDA member for a long time myself. So yeah. grateful to have you as a as a as a friend, and yeah, at, at CMDA. And I was going to just suggest anybody that's interested that might be listening, how might they get involved with, with CMDA? Yes, thank you for asking. Uh, the, the website is cmda.org, easy to remember. And then specifically regarding faith prescriptions, anyone who would like to be involved in that program, that is free to CMDA members, but it's offered at a very nominal cost to those that are not members. And uh, all of the videos are available through the CMDA Online Learning Center. That's how they're accessed. The first 12 are fully available right now, and I'm working on the next 13. Uh, and so if anybody like more information about that, they're welcome to email me. My email address is bill.griffin at cmda.org. 
Great. So thanks, guys. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. So any final thoughts as we wrap up? Well, even though I have focused on the healthcare aspect of iTech, I realize, at least to a minor extent, what other areas you guys are delving into, the farming and the filming and the fixing of equipment. And I just think the world of the potential for God to use you guys to to transform hearts in the years to come. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And you know, it's it's not our heart to just do this on our own. We uh, want to be able to pass on what we're learning to others so that if those areas are needs um, for somebody listening, uh, to those overseas, you know, maybe a church that has a relationship uh, with a community and think, hey, farming would be great. Uh, dental, uh, medical, uh, mechanical, film training. It's, it's all things that uh, we're working through to improve that uh, efficiency of those five-day trips. You know, it's, it's a lot in a short period of time, and it's our goal to pass on the baton. So, if anybody's listening and, and wants to learn more, reach out to us as well. But Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. Very glad to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Mission Minded. For more information on today's topic and show notes, please visit our website, itechusa.org. Mission Minded Podcast is produced by iTech. The goal of this podcast is to inspire conversations about Great Commission participation. The views, organizations, and individuals represented, interviewed, and discussed on the podcast do not necessarily represent an official position or formal partnerships with iTech.